Thanks for tuning into the Project Login Podcast. The Project Login Podcast features Mainers working in technology jobs across the state. It is meant to be a career exploration tool and follows an informational interview format. Folks from across Maine are featured from CIOs to software developers to business analysts and more. The goals are to expose listeners to various technology jobs at Maine companies by people who do the work and raise awareness of education and training pathways into those careers. And finally, raise aspirations of young Mainers to pursue these high-wage, in-demand tech careers. Today's guest on the podcast is Ben Grooms. Hi, Ben. Hi, Angela. Tell me, where do you work? I work for the University of Maine Systems Information Security Office, which is a part of the IT organization that serves seven primary campuses throughout the state, like UMaine and Orono, University of Southern Maine, Fort Kent, Augusta, and others. And I'll probably refer to our organization as either UMS or ISO uh, later on, just for reference. Okay. And what is your role there with the University of Maine System? My official title is an information security specialist, but really that role includes things like incident response, project and compliance consulting for security, vulnerability management, user training and awareness, intern management. And also as a secondary role, I do a lot to support cybersecurity education at the different campuses, like supervising research efforts, advising competitive teams, and among other stuff. That's a lot. So tell me, how did you get to where you are? That's kind of a long story. I started formally getting into IT back in high school through a vocational program, and that became more focused on cybersecurity as I participated in extracurricular activities in college, like going to cybersecurity competitions. And then in 2017, when I was looking for full or part-time jobs. As I was finishing up my degree, I eventually came across the listing for my current job and went through maybe what you would call a rigorous (laughs) interview process and all of that. But there I am now. And there's two, two organizations that really primarily contributed to me being prepared for, for that. And that would be both Project Login, as it's there's been many programs there and people who I've worked with at that time to, to really help prepare me for looking into different jobs and through the interview process and exploring the field of technology in the state of Maine. That was great. But I also owe a lot to the Department for the Blind and Visually Impaired for the state. They helped me a lot with, with getting through college as someone with a visual impairment and really transitioning into the workforce and just living in Maine and that sort of thing. Definitely been a long ride and that's that's a that's an overview. <laughs> well, I do appreciate you sharing with the listeners the fact that you utilized resources that were at your disposal and especially getting connected to the Department of the Blind and Visually Impaired because of course, and now they know anybody like yourself can also work in technology. Mm-hmm. And tell me, you were a student at the University of Maine. Did you have any other post-secondary training or do you have special certifications or credentials? Yeah. So I, I just to touch on that, I, I attended New Maine and Orono for computer engineering, earning my bachelor's degree in 2018, finished that. Then 
I have separate from that, as I've started in the professional world, I've taken a number of courses through the Sands Institute which is a nonprofit organization that has a range of uh, security-related courses for training purposes. So I've done topics like digital forensics, intrusion detection, and others. I haven't pursued their degree program, but really that's been a part of the skills training I've taken as a part of employment with UMS. Yeah, because of course you're always learning on the job. Mm -hmm. As far as... um, certifications go. The only security specific certifications I've pursued is the Certified Information Systems Security Professional or CISSP from the Information Systems Security Certification Consortium (laughs) or ISC squared. Um, So I took the CISSP exam back in August of 2020 and passed. And that gave me the opportunity to obtain an associate of ISC squared credentials, but I will have to wait until this September here in 2021 to actually apply to for the full CISSP certification because the CISSP requires a minimum of four years of professional experience in a security role. Correct. Yeah, that's something I'm working through once I get to that four-year mark. Wow, hard to believe that you're almost there already, that you're, you've are you been employed for that long. Yeah, um, I think the, the CISSP is is unique in that it's it's really not just an exam, just, just have an exam that's like textbook answers or that needs textbook answers or textbook questions. It's really situationally based. And I know there are other fields that, that kind of have that kind of setup. So the, the for the exam, the questions are all very situationally based where you just have to have some experience and some knowledge of what what's the right thing to do, what's the best option in a given scenario. But I guess the other aspect of this is that you kind of become a part of this this organization, ISC squared, that has conferences and other resources and other certifications that are kind of above and beyond the CISSP that really help you kind of progress in your career. Yeah, that's awesome. The support and the continued learning and sort of the community. What is a typical day or week look like for you? Oh, it can vary quite a bit uh, depending on the week or time of year. Some of that's based on if there's an incident that's recently occurred or a given time of year, right? We're, we're university system. So we're kind of, our cycle <laughs> depends on the, the semesters and such, but that has some impacts that also doesn't necessarily. So anyway, generally I'm monitoring all of our alerting systems for relevant threats. I'm reviewing phishing reports from users. I'm handling support tickets and doing things like meeting with other IT staff or business service owners to consult on security or compliance challenges. But really that's that kind of usually what I do on a daily or weekly basis kind of falls into one of those categories. What do you like best about your job? I've been very impressed, I guess, with the kind of supportive atmosphere that has come from my uh, supervisor and my coworkers. Um, we're really always there to 
to be a resource for each other. And if one of us is facing a challenge, it's, it's not like we're really facing that challenge alone. What kinds of problems do you deal with? Well, there's there's lots of problems and challenges, but but really kind of triaging through what really is a giant canvas of alerts and reports of of different potential problems and those sorts of things for really getting down to how do we approach things based on how much risk there is involved in in the situation that is this going to affect does this situation affect a lot of users is there actually some kind of breach involved here so really having the the experience and judgment to be able to to address things and, and really get to what's important i think is what kinds of decisions do you make there's decisions that are important like deciding whether or not an account is warranted to get disabled or or not and that that affects users on the ground right that that may disrupt their their need uh, whether they're a student trying to complete coursework or some kind of staff doing their work sometimes there's a lot of risk involved in having a, a compromised account or what have you so that's that's a pretty challenging decision to make when when it comes up that's i would say that's that's one we definitely make some decisions again more <laughs> more a lot of our decisions are, are based on risk and so when we're talking to either other it staff or someone in a research area or something how how do we consult on what what kind of standards security standards need to be applied in in a given system or environment. So there's a lot of decision making that's based on risk, I guess, is the summary there. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me something that challenges you, and this can be personally or professionally. Professionally, working with such a, a diverse population and systems and data, they all have their unique challenges in, in a kind of a university environment where we have everything from from pretty low low risk things that's public information versus highly sensitive health records or controlled department of defense research so there's just that diversity in the different systems and 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 people who need to really comply with with different standards and so that that can be quite a challenge i would say and what would you give for advice to a young person looking to get into the IT or computing fields and maybe even information security? Even if it seems like you may be slightly underqualified for a position on paper as you as you read through a, a job description, it's still valuable to apply. Most of the time you don't necessarily need to reinvent the wheel when it comes to if you're applying for for many positions anyway so there were boxes i didn't exactly check for my current job that were on paper but through the interview process they really discovered the, the value that i would have potentially to to the organization so really <laughs> getting yourself out there even with those things that don't over apply necessarily but if it seems like one or two of the things you're just not sure on with a job listing, don't don't hesitate. A second thing I would say, uh, networking and extracurricular activities. As I manage our internship program, I know that when we're looking at candidates, 
we're, we're really looking for like personal motivation. You, you've kind of, you, you have this path maybe academically or in your current career, what have you. Don't be afraid to show on your resume, whether it's personal projects or teamwork that you've done, that's going to separate you from everyone else that is also pursuing a degree or in, in uh, another career or something like that. I think that that's, that really sticks out that volunteer things, competitions, what have you, that really help you to stick out and networking. It's always quite valuable to have both the references, the professional references comes to networking, but also just learning about opportunities is, is all about networking. You're not necessarily going to find opportunities just by Google searching. You, you really need to engage with the community of IT people. Yes, definitely. I mean, that's good advice. And I definitely want our listeners to know that in Maine, a lot of jobs are got because of somebody knows somebody or because somebody recommended you or because you did network with somebody and they remembered you from an event or from something where you showed initiatives. So that is good advice. What is the company culture like at the University of Maine system? I'll say that it's, it's a little challenging to judge what really culture means, company culture means, especially in, in the past year. It's, it's kind of too, I, I, I have been working usually at least four out of five days a week remotely. And so, so it's, it's, it's hard to be in touch with, with what that culture is, I'll, I'll say to start. But I kind of referred earlier to within our team, there's, there's only four of us on our team. And so that atmosphere is, and that culture is, has been very supportive, but as you kind of branch out into the broader sense of IT within uh, the main system, there's around 200 people there and I don't necessarily interact with, with everyone and then go beyond that. But really, I think that as a whole, as an organization, we're really, we're really a driving force behind the, the purpose. It's a university. So uh, everything is, is academic <laughs> and there's always kind of room for discussion of different approaches and that sort of thing. So I think, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually glad that you talked about the culture of your team because being on a small team that works so closely is mm -hmm. one sort of feeling is one sort of aspect of how the, the work environment is, but exactly the university main system is one of Maine's largest employers. So to say that, you know, the entire culture of the entire organization, that'd be a little yeah, different that's, you can speak to what, you know, there's on the order of 5,000 full-time employees between it and other support staff, like, like myself, professors and fac other faculty members and, and that sort of thing. And then there's all sorts of students that we employ. There's there's quite a workforce of students that really support things as they're pursuing their studies. So yeah, that's it's right. A big, so, it's a big organization. Yeah, you've alluded to the internship opportunities, and you just mm -hmm. talked about you know work study or student employment. So are there other job shadows and internship and opportunities you're seeing for students? Within UMS, I, I, of course, I manage our internship program for the Info Security Office since 2019. Recently, we've had to prioritize students that have come in on recommendations to us from professors at different UMAIN system campuses where students are pursuing a degree in cybersecurity and have an internship course requirement. 
so it's been a bit more prioritized than than would be beneficial for a lot of the population but hopefully in the future our internship program can kind of expand as grow in capacity um, to do that beyond 2021 hopefully but i certainly have have networked with a lot of people throughout the state um, and i know that there are opportunities out there that uh that project login is great at um getting students connected with i know um getting connected with organizations that have these opportunities so i know they're out there yeah <laughs> um but i think i think it does it takes some effort on the part of the student or whoever is pursuing something to really look and get connected and network and that sort of thing we're at the last question tell me what is your favorite place in maine Oh dear, it's a bit of a hard choice. I very much enjoy both Baxter State Park where Katahdin is, and I've really enjoyed uh, times when I've visited the ice caves there and seen moose <laughs> and all that. I have been to Acadia National Park, of course, and really quite enjoy it there, and I've had a lot of great memories made there in Acadia. So it's kind of difficult to decide <laughs> which one I really appreciate more. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's we're lucky reality. to yeah, we're lucky to have so many great places in Maine to visit and explore. So thanks so much for being a guest on the podcast. I really enjoyed talking to you. No problem. 